We've got Mark and Lauren, which we had on during Straight Talk. They're still with us, and we are joined with the one and only man that does not need an introduction, <laughs> Mr. Gerald Vetter. And I'm famous for the two of you. <laughs> We endured each other through the 90s. Through the 90s, I know. And look what happened. I kind of missed the 90s. That's awesome. Yeah, we had a whole different situation. It was a crazy back time there. back then in the right, 90s. Right. So, Mr. Vetter, you tell us a little bit about your career here at the school, when it began, and kind of how you made your way through the ranks all the way to president. Wow, yeah. Uh, you know, obviously, when I showed up here in the fall of 1991 to be ninth grade religion teacher, that, that was not part of the plan. <laughs> so I, that was not what I aspired to become. And, and then eventually, you know, gravitated into teaching more of the social sciences. And um, I'm happy for that, having the foundation when I walked in here first, you know, to, to teach religion, because it, it, it really, I think, solidified a belief for the mission, for what the schools are about, and, um, and to be able to see the importance of prayer and to see the importance of, of the sacraments and, you know, God's grace. That was, that was, that was impactful, and I think that was divine. Ah, you, know, you were yeah, one of the only ones that actually like taught the truth yeah. back then <laughs> yeah. and believed it. Yeah. I remember my junior year, I got this rock. And they were like at the penance service, you can confess your sins to this rock if you don't like going to confession mm. and just go and throw it in the Missouri River. Mm. And so I'm, I chucked that rock yeah. and I was like, yes. How'd that go for you? <laughs> right? <laughs> where, where did this come from? Yeah. So it didn't work out so well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it, it, you know, it, it, I think we've, you know, we, we've gravitated, right? And, oh, yeah. we, and we've moved and we've evolved. And, and, and I think every generation, there, you know, there were, there were different needs. And, and sometimes we were maybe behind the curve, you know? And I think when you were talking about, you know, Doing a doing a sociological study of of generational of gen, of Catholicism. Yeah, I'd like to called. I'd like to even follow Saturday Night Live. You know, because when I was oh, yeah, young, right. they watched Saturday Night Live. It was funny. You know, yep. and, and it was self deprecating, if you will. And then it moved into a more sarcastic yep. form of, of of comedy, which I don't know if it's really comedy, but it was still bearable and then it moved into like lewd and Dirty. It yeah and it literally moved into you know attacking one's soul and attacking one's character and 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 we are we are products of what we listen to what we see and who we hang with so you know, you, you, when you're standing in the hallway, you know, you were funny. Then when you were, sarc then when you were standing in the hallway, you were, you were sarcastic. And, and now that's, it's almost part of the, the language, you know, that, that we would use is to, to say things that really cut to the core of, of your humanity. Right. And, and, and I think when we were talking about the challenges of, you know, happiness and, and what do we do? Man, what are we hearing? You know, not only what are we what are we seeing, but what are we hearing? Well, and that's even taking a step further into the whole social media world now. That's what I was just you don't even have to like look at a person and say something nasty. You can just text it or whatever. I don't it's really do easy. the Facebook thing and all it's that. Yeah, because I mean, like when you said somebody like you're fat. Then they, you know, you saw them and they got sad, and then you felt bad about it. Right. But now you just type your fat and like you feel nothing, right? Because there's no, there's no interpersonal contact, and so the the, the bullying aspect just goes way over the top, yeah. right? And as you're saying, it's just a, it's these uh, cutting attacks at the yeah. person. Hence the importance of Catholic school <laughs> and the right. culture that we have here, right? right? So I want to move just to these two over here and ask you the, uh, that question because, you know, when you when you do the sociological study of what's going on uh, with the millennials, with the homelanders, with social media, uh, some of the bullying that takes place there. It's almost like uh, there's this whole digital world that you guys have been raised in. You know, it's almost like the internet raised you. And so, it, it, do you find that challenging? Would you? Would you? Do you think there's value to it, or should we just get rid of the whole social media platform altogether? What do you think? Well, I mean, it's definitely given people a platform for better or worse, but like, I feel like good can still come out of it. 
but there is definitely bad. Do you think in it. good is coming out of it? Well, I mean, not overall, but yes, I feel like people use it as a base. You know, I see Catholic Instagram profiles and all that, and thirst conferences. I see that all the time. Me and Father Jaden Nelson up in Minot, he's the president of Bishop Ryan. I, I've been meaning to say this on this show because we just started it, but we, we started a, a YouTube channel. I didn't even know what a YouTube <laughs> channel was. And my business manager, uh, Sarah Massey, she's a millennial, one of my old students, and she's like, you should start a YouTube channel. And I'm like, okay, let's do a YouTube channel. Well, how do we do this? So she put it all together, and we came up with this really cool name called Two Priests and a Bottle of Wine. So we start out, and we taste wine for about 15 minutes, uh, and then we move into some theological topic and uh, we've got I was shocked I got 209 subscribers already and like well over like 2,000 hits I'm like that's bigger than my whole parish so I agree with you I think like in what we were talking about in the straight talk segment you know just getting the message of the gospel out there you can reach a lot of people extraordinarily quickly with this social media I, I gotta say I gotta say though I think it was father Buck I was talking to him and he said he was talking to his class and he asked all of them he said if you could hit a button that would erase the internet so it no longer existed would you hit it and he said the entire this was last year he said the entire class said yes <clears throat> the entire class said yes so i think that has something i mean definitely imagine a world suddenly that had no internet <laughs> <laughs> so getting back to mr vetter here you've we've opened the school we were, i was there at the opening uh maybe you can just speak a little bit to like the process of you know you became president uh, what was it, five years ago now? Right. Five, I'm five, starting my sixth, I believe. Starting right? your yeah. sixth. And the inspiration that happened to get you here, well, what did that look like? I mean, we were in the old school, you became president, and you know, now we have this $36 million institution. Yeah, at that point, you know, we were really early on in the, the, the start of Catholic, you know, Light of Christ Catholic Schools, because mm -hmm. it really was formed in, officially in 2012. And when we stepped into that, that period of time, I was like, what are we going to do? You know, there was this belief that, number one, you know, we need to be more efficient and we need to be really persistent in how we move forward. Otherwise, you know, you're at risk of, of losing your schools, and, and we, we don't want that. But it was also, how can we restructure? How can we be better stewards of the dollars? But we also knew that, you know, there was a, there was a desire for Catholic education, and we knew there was going to be growth. So, you know, in, in, a, in, a, in an ideal world, you'd say, hey, let's, let's just steady things down, let's deal with the growth, and then we'll think about investing into the future. We, you know, somehow through, I think, God's grace just said, let's just throw it upside down and let's deal with, let's deal with everything right away. I don't, you know, I don't recommend that for one's, you know, <laughs> one's uh, uh, personal well psycho psychological yeah. well-being. But, but but the beauty of it is is the there was a there was a strong cry for yes let's do this. I mean right now we're fourteen hundred donors into this. We're we're looking at you know we'll make a major announcement either Friday or Monday towards a goal of another thousand new donors <coughs> and to try to complete the capital campaign. But really what it meant was we needed to start you know our elementary schools were were quite filled you know and um, they were they were K through eight schools. So, number one, we had to transition and create an academy in the basement of our current high school in portable classrooms. First, we moved the seventh and eighth graders, then the sixth, seventh, and eighth graders. And there were six, over 600 students on the campus last year when these guys were juniors, you packed know? Full. It was packed. And, then, and, and we're looking also at two additions. You know, St. Mary's grade has a new addition of seven classrooms, and, and right now we're working at St. Anne. 
And Cathedral did have room because of, of years past, and, but still there was some modernization that needed to happen there as well. So, yeah, let's, let's do all of it in seven years. Yeah, you know, no, you can only do that, and you can only <laughs> accomplish that through, through God's grace. And, you know, the reason Lauren and Mark are here, they were one of the five first students who we walked through this school back in January. And, you know, they had the hats on, and we put it up on put it on social media. And interestingly enough, one of the first pictures we took was standing right where the crucifix is right now in the St. Thomas, uh, 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 Thomas Aquinas Academic Center. And, beautiful and, and it had to have happened by, you know, something bigger than people. You know, God said, we're going to put you here, we're going to take a picture. Well, this is one of the most amazing things right now in the Diocese of Bismarck. And I'm hoping this is true for other dioceses, especially that we're, you know, that are listening to us. But as the church is burning to the ground, I mean, if you think about what's going on in the Catholic Church globally right now, we are not in a good place. But the church in the Diocese of Bismarck is building. Right. You know, I mean, in a not time... Not just building, like exploding. Like exploding. <laughs> I mean, so in a time that they are shutting down some of the greatest Catholic schools that we've had ever in the history of the church on the East and West Coast, we're building a brand new school and, and you know, students are coming in in droves. And so... I think you're right, Mr. Vetter, that at the end of the day, like, God is clearly, not, not just like, well, you know, I wonder if God's a part of this. God is clearly and visibly uh, working at such an unbelievable pace right now that, that it's hopeful. You know, getting back to our, our discussion, like, where is this world going? Well, just don't leave Bismarck, right? <laughs> Things are going well here in the Diocese of Bismarck, and so much of that is, is due to your leadership. And I think a lot of, uh, you know, having, you know, being the delegate, delegate of Catholic education, the leaders that we have in place right now are holy. And it, people, nobody wants to be called holy, or right? everybody kind of blushes, but it's true. You guys are uh, men of prayer, uh, men of the sacraments, men of your Catholic faith, uh, and that goes for all of our administrators and teachers. And you, you know, when you're surrounded like, by people like that, day in and day out, that are living their faith, this is exactly what Christ wants. And so it's like a microcosm, I think, of what he wants to do to the, the, the culture at large. But to, to see a project like this, and if you're listening out there and you gave to this project or you prayed for this project, I want you to know as a priest that you're, you're, you're part of one of the most magnificent things that has ever happened in the Diocese of Bismarck and a tangible, visible reality of what Jesus does when Catholics open their hearts and he can get his way. You know, so where do, where do you see this going into the future? I mean, are we, are we, do we have more students this year? Or? Yeah, we, you know, we've grown 40% over the last six, seven years, wow. which, is, wow. which is impressive. And in this, these last two years, at about 3.4, 3.5%. And we'll see what, you know, what happens with the new high school. Will there be greater interest? But the community is interested, and they, they're, they're wanting tours and things like that. And it's... It, it's been a it, it's been a it's been a, a hard process, but it's also been a good process, and there's so much good that has come from it. Nothing comes, good, nothing good that's worth anything yeah. comes without sacrifice yeah. and suffering. Yeah. And, so. and, and if you want to see what the fruits of it, I mean, hang out with some of the students, walk through the hallways, and 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 really, they're they're evangelizing our community first from not only their families but the, the places they work. Yeah. When you hear people say, "Hey, I just want you to know." something about these students or when you see them pray um that's inspiring or when you see whole families <laughs> yeah. that are living a deeper faith you know pope john paul ii just as we wrap up real quick said in pastor Dababobis, which is the seminary formation document for priests he says when generation x on down responds to their faith they will evangelize their parents and that was like one generation removed but now what we have is our generation mm -hmm. x which is kids are kids are coming back or their, their kids are coming home and saying you know did you know this? And then the, the parents are coming later to us priests and saying, I had no idea, and this is just amazing what's happening in our family. So 
Gerald, thank you for the unbelievable leadership and work and uh, everything that you've done here. And please pass that gratitude on to the rest of your administrative team and everybody who's been a part of this project. Awesome. Yeah, we want to thank Mark, uh, Lauren, and Gerald Vetter for being on with us this morning.